At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Thursday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. All proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. It's Gil Alexander and Kelly Midlin in the house. Kelly, two things. One, thank you for having the MTV Classic on. Peak Beyonce. I got it right here. We got Mariah going now. It's absolutely fabulous. By the way, is Survivor by Destiny's Child is now considered MTV Classic? I didn't even know there was such a thing as MTV Classic. This Good is fantastic. Lord. Got to focus. Football right. starts today. September 8th. Let's go! This is the date that we've been waiting for. The WNBA Game 5. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Football. Cannot wait. Uh, obviously, it's the Bills and the Rams. We look forward to that. Uh, Going to have some comments about that here momentarily, about a uh, little Matthew Stafford update, little uh, little updates on some some players as well. Uh, but this show is packed with uh, so much football. Sia Najad will join us, uh, NFL analyst for Win Daily Sports. We'll talk football with him. Drew Dinsick, obviously, momentarily as well. Uh, we didn't get to talk to him on Tuesday, so we will today. Drew doing double duty with me today. He's on the Megapod right after this as well. First Megapod of the year, September 8th. Whoa! Watch out. How'd you like that? Big uh, pod yesterday. How'd you like that podcast yesterday with uh, Jimmy Batista and Sean Patrick Griffin? I think that's all I did yesterday. Besides work, that's <laughs> all I did yesterday. Because I, I, I was downstairs while you guys were recording the podcast. Guys, got to go check it out now. Head over, head over to Gil's Twitter. You can get the link right there. I retweeted it yesterday. Fantastic podcast. I went. I finally watched the Netflix special then last night, too, or the documentary oh, you last did. night. Yeah. Good. Um, both great things, but like this is the this is the great world we live in, right? Great documentaries about this stuff right now. Great television, and then we get to do podcasts, always reacting to the documentaries that are out there. Yeah, both great stuff. By the way, absolutely no cursing in that podcast yesterday. Oh, yeah, none yeah, yeah. whatsoever. Yeah, totally PG. Yeah, SFW, safe for work. <laughs> <laughs> I believe is what the kids call it. I'm lying. Uh, okay, uh, we also have Jordan Sherwood, UFC 279 this weekend. We, hey, we haven't talked to Jordan Sherwood in a while. Look forward to that. Crackman, of course, on a Thursday. And we hope, we hope, former world number four Brad Gilbert gives us a call. Brad Gilbert, of course, ESPN tennis analyst as well. Let's start with tennis real quick. Yesterday, the pick was a loser. Uh, had Carolina Pliskova against Arena Sabalenka. It's been a good tournament, but we only had the one pick yesterday, plus money. Uh, said don't play it if it wasn't plus money. And sometimes you just get beat. And Arena Sabalenka was just better than Carolina Pliskova was yesterday. Uh, she beat her in straight sets. The second one did go to a tiebreaker. We couldn't get it done. So we lose that one back. Only one play today. 
And that is also on the ladies' side. By the way, it's the ladies' semis today at the U.S. Open. It's the men's semis tomorrow. Then it's ladies' finals, men's finals over the weekend. This is also the beauty of the tennis calendar. Kelly, let me just say this. Shout out to tennis, who, who just absolutely is perfectly placed throughout the calendar, right? The U.S. Open clears right as football season begins. The Australian Open waits for football to end. The French Open kind of waits for March Madness and the Masters to end. It's a little after that. And then Wimbledon's right in the middle of summer. It's perfection. It really is. I, I always think about that every year with the U.S. Open because, sorry, I know the uh, I know there's some people out there that love it, but the uh, Little League World Series yeah. drives me nuts. It's like one last, like you get to that point in the summer, and then it's like, hey, football's almost here, but first, suffer through some 13-year-olds playing baseball. <laughs> and then finally the U.S. Open comes, and you're like, all right, like something I can watch before football it, finally it starts. triggers football's coming. So the only play today, by the way, is on the ladies' side because there's only the two ladies' semifinals matches. It is the one uh, early. It's the, the earlier of the two. It's Caroline Garcia playing Caroline Garcia. It's been the summer of Caroline Garcia playing her at minus 155. This got low enough to play against Anjabur. Remember, Anjabur got to the Wimbledon finals before succumbing to uh, Elena Rybakina. Caroline Garcia today against Anshabur, minus 155. She has just had the steadier game. She has been ridiculous on hard courts all summer, and that price is good enough to play. Garcia, minus 155. By the way, last night, the, you know the greatest thing in sports, how S- SVP does, what's the best thing he saw today? Yeah. How late were you up last night? Oh, not late enough for that tennis match, Gil. <sighs> I was up past midnight. I think I fell asleep when it was in the third set. <laughs> So, so not even close to done. We got to talk to Drew and, and 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 Brad Gilbert about this. But this is it was a five set match last night, men's quarterfinal. Carlos out. It was the second longest match in the history of the U.S. Open. The match that went the latest in the history of the U.S. Open. And Carlos Carlitos Alcaraz survived a match point against Yannick Sinner, broke back. One in five sets. It was just also was down a break in the fifth set. It was just epic, and the level of tennis it was phenomenal. Uh, it was just, this is why, and I'll just say this and we'll move on to football, but this is why I do not understand why the, the general American sports fan or American sports better doesn't get that what these guys do on a tennis court is better than anything. It's incredible. It's amazing. Mentally and physically what they do. So what, what time it in? I heard, I heard 3 a.m. Eastern time. Yes. It was like so, midnight our so time. So if you were attending that match, you were there till 3 a.m. Thanks. Five hours and 15 minutes of tennis. The longest U.S. Open match, 526. Who could forget the 1992 semifinal between Stefan Edberg and Michael Chang? Of course. I know you can't. So Michael Chang. Where's uh, he at? He won a major. Hey, Michael Chang, I remember him. Where's he at? <laughs> Michael Chang, baby. I think he won a French. Uh, all right. Uh, football begins today. This just in. Bills, Rams. Bills favored by two and a half now. Total at 52 and a half. Uh, we learned this about Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford that he had an off-season procedure. Was this this is like kind of breaking news-ish? Like we yeah, didn't know yeah, exactly. This is an ESPN report, yeah. Uh, so he had off-season an off-season procedure, as it turns out, on that right elbow that we talked about many times during the summer uh, to deal with the pain he experienced last season and to help prepare for this season. Sources told uh, Adam Schefter over at ESPN, and according to the sources, Stafford feels better today than he did at this time last year. Mm, taking that at face value, yeah. Uh, something the quarterback appeared to confirm Sunday when he said there was no limitations on his elbow. So, I don't. I don't know what to make of that. I don't state. either. Like the part about last year, like why? Why would you even bring that up? Right? Like why is that necessary to say? Well, to say, hey, look, we won a Super Bowl and I was in worse pain. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know. I. I, I still. I still read this as a red flag. 
<laughs> now I know for sure. Yeah. There's something there's something up with that elbow and he had to have a procedure on it. It's like the overly defensive lawyer on Saturday Night Live, Martin Short's like, oh, I'm fine. What are you talking about? Why would you ask that question? <laughs> exactly. Like uh Van Jefferson, by the way, speaking of uh, Rams targets, which we did earlier, Van Jefferson will be out tonight against the Bills. He is out for week one with the knee. Uh, so no Van Jefferson tonight for the Rams. As far as this Sunday is concerned, a little bit of uh, notes on this. Jets head coach Robert Sala saying that Zach Wilson, remember on a numbers game yesterday, came out that Flacco, Joe Flacco, would start game one. Well, now they're saying that Zach Wilson and his knee, it's going along with him, they'll miss it. Uh, he will miss at least the season's first four weeks. So Joe Flacco is your starting quarterback, not only this week, but if he stays healthy, apparently, through the first four weeks of the season. Uh, Robert Sala said he wants Wilson to recover physically and mentally. Both. Yeah, I thought that quote was interesting. He didn't throw in emotionally, but at least physically and <laughs> mentally. After suffering a preseason... Come on, Bob, why don't you care about his emotions? <laughs> Bob. Uh, after suffering a preseason knee injury that required surgery, uh, Ian Rappaport said that uh, Wilson, quote, had no setbacks in his recovery, and as NFL Network's Greg Rosenthal said, quote, this feels like a benching. That's an interesting comment. I, I thought it was interesting, too. That's why I included it, because it doesn't, I mean. I didn't feel like that to me. To me, it doesn't at all. Yeah. Obviously, we're not close to the team, but isn't this the isn't this the Chet Holmgren situation, right? Like, he's a young kid. Your team sucks anyways. Let him rest until he's 100, 1,000% healthy, yeah. and then let him play. Why is there a reason to rush him back right now? I, I, I don't know. That's what I took it as until I saw that quote. Unless, you know, again, you know, what's the if Robert Sala thinks that they have a better chance of winning football games with Flacco early, and then I mean, maybe, but it doesn't it doesn't feel that dramatic to me. Uh, and then for the Bucks, uh, Chris Godwin, full participant in Wednesday's practice. Russell Gage, by the way, was limited in practice for the Buccaneers ahead of their um, Sunday night game against the Cowboys. So there's that. So Bills Rams tonight, Kelly, September eighth. It's finally here. This is the day we had circled on our calendar. Uh, just to refresh people, uh, people's memories on this, or in case they missed it, you are on what here I'm in this game? I'm on the game? Bills. I'm laying two on the Bills. I grabbed that a few weeks ago, kind of on the heels of some of the Stafford news coming out, yeah. uh, that there might be some concerns with his elbow. Not as confident, I guess, today as you know, a few weeks ago when it really was kind of a speculative bet. But I love this Bills team. I think they're the rightful favorite to win the uh, to win the Super Bowl this year. So scooped up a two when those were all moving to kind of two and a half range. Uh, a few weeks ago. And then I did add a bet last night. You know, we were talking about uh, some of the props available for this game on Big Bets yesterday. And, man, this this number just kind of kept sticking out to me. A one-and-a-half touchdowns for the touchdown passes. And this is not a prop. I usually play touchdown passes for quarterbacks. But one-and-a-half for a game with this big of a total and as big of, and large of a team total as the Bills have, I'm okay laying minus 165 on a, on a on a prop of Josh Allen going over one and a half touchdown passes. I, I usually these games with this kind of total, Gil. That, that's what I was going to ask you. You'll see a two and a half on these. So that's it for those who are not who are not really familiar with like perusing props. Everything correlated with the total fifty two and a half. You know, high ish NFL, you know, medium to high NFL yeah. total these days. Never really a one and a half. So, so getting the one and a half with the extra juice seems like a very good bet to you. That's what, yeah, and and yes, and I would bet, I would bet what I bet. I wouldn't. I'm not going to run to bet two and a half right right, at even money or something like that. Over two and a half at even money or whatever it might be. So, if it slid to two and a half, I probably would stay off it. 
But one and a half, I don't know how much more juice I would lay than 165 that I'm on, but I don't know, up to minus 180? I don't really see many scenarios where Josh Allen gets out of there with under two touchdown passes tonight. That would be, as you were saying yesterday, what scenario would surprise you about this game? A low-scoring affair yes. would surprise you about this game. Bills? The short shot everywhere to win the NFL title against the Rams, the defending Super Bowl champions. You can't ask for better than this on day number one. Well, you can, but you might not get your wish. This is the game tonight. Bills at Rams um, going up against Igas Fiatek and Arena Sabalink, of course, in the ladies' finals. Ladies' semifinals, pardon me. Um, and the Rams, for me, is one of way too many teaser legs that I have in week one. One of six teaser legs that I have going every which way. The Rams um, being first and foremost, but I also have the uh, Ravens, Browns, Niners, Colts, and Vikings. What could possibly go wrong? Football, September 8th. We'll come back with Drew Dinsick. We'll talk NFL with him, all of his week one bets. And of course, tennis as well. It's a numbers game at Vista, the sports betting network. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account. Start placing sports bets there anywhere. That's from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. As always, visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. It's Gil Alexander. Kelly Bidlin here as well. We get tweets at Beating the Book. Um, we know there was a, a bit of technical difficulties at the beginning, so people are asking, hey, what was the tennis pick? Caroline Garcia today is the tennis pick. Minus 155 for those who missed that. Caroline Garcia today against on Shabur to be followed by uh, trying to get our future home on Ega. Sviatek taking on, um, actually, Sviatek taking on Arena Sabalenka after the Garcia Jabour match. Ladies and gentlemen, he's the host of not one, but two podcasts, both wildly popular, one with Andy Molitor called The Deep Dive, and of course, the other, NBC Sports Bet the Edge. It's Drew Dinsick at whale underscore capper. Good morning, Drew. Happy football to you. 
Yeah, thank you for having me as always. And I'm not sure if you saw the tweets this morning, but apparently there's tennis on today, Gil. Yes. It is a te- tennis finally on today. Oh no, football. That's what people are excited yeah. about. But uh uh it's uh it was uh it you know, I'm I'm just just recently back from Hawaii obviously and uh still on island time, so a little a uh, little cloudy this morning, but uh, uh. thankfully I was on island time, so I was razor sharp for last night's uh, five set epic. Epic. Uh, that was so so such a such a great match. The US Open tends to give us these these late night just unbelievably uh spirited you know, uh, competitions between two players who are, you know, just on the edges of, you know, survival, uh, in the heat, in, you know, in the middle of the night. And, uh, that was, that was one for the record books. Uh, one of my favorite us open matches, you know, certainly of recent memory. Totally. Uh, agree. And, uh, yeah, yeah, hat tip to, hat tip to, uh, to center for, uh, you know, giving what he gave and, uh, you know, Carlos just had that, you know, just had the, uh, the extra gear late and, um, you know, it, but down the down you know down a break facing match point in the fourth and then down a break again in the fifth uh, and then still somehow comes out ahead even without having to go through a tiebreaker was pretty amazing. Five hours and fifteen minutes of high level, <laughs> top of the line tennis, just incredible. We'll get to we'll get to your tennis thoughts uh, both today and tomorrow here momentarily. But I do want to start with the game tonight. The Bills and the Rams been sitting here all summer. Do you have any play on this game tonight at all? I didn't. I this is. I have about uh, fifteen plays in total. Most of my bets that I made for week one were kind of in like the August tenth to August twenty ninth range. Um, by the time I got to kind of really finishing my handicap on these teams, this was already Buffalo at a, a pretty steep price, so I passed. Um, I think looking at the current market, I think the uh, the side and the total are perfectly fair uh, for the full game. Uh, as I break down a little bit, some of the uh, derivatives, I think the first half total is a bit high at 25, 20, there's 25 and a half around there. Um, but uh, my fare for that would actually be 24. So I think there's a little bit of value to play a first half under here in general. I think you're going to see a pretty, um, you know, pretty nice matchup with the bills uh, pass rush against the uh, Rams offensive line, particularly in the first half of the game, uh, considering sort of the, the pomp and circumstance of an opening night. Uh, and in general, the, you know, the, the, um, you know, some new pieces on the offensive line for the Rams combined with, uh, you know, the upgrading of the pass rush for the, uh, the Buffalo defense. So I think we could see a little bit of a slower start. McVeigh in general tends to tack into, uh, let's see what this, uh, the defense gives us and then we'll, we'll counter adjust. And, uh, you know, the fact that McVeigh is such a brilliant counter adjuster, particularly on the offensive side of the ball, I think this is going to be an awesome game to find some in-game, uh, over some in-game Rams, uh, you know, if, if the bills can get out to a couple score lead. So, so if I'm just sort of sifting through that again, so perhaps a pre-flop first half under, but over in-game opportunities. Yeah, I'm going to save okay. most of my uh, most of my powder for uh, for halftime on this one. I'm thinking. Okay, all right. Um, you doing anything with halftimes this year? By the way, you doing your little oh, thing? Oh, for sure. What you yes, doing? Tell everybody what you're Live. doing. Well, I mean, if you're if you're on Twitter because you're not satisfied with the uh, the halftime show that's not covering your gambling interests, then uh, I've got great news for you because uh, we have a live stream on Twitter that breaks down. Uh, you know, myself and Andy will break down what we saw in the first half from a gambling standpoint. We'll uh, we'll make a pick for the second half. We'll give you some idea of if this is like a an you know like a full stake sort of pick or we just want some uh, you know some 
something to scratch the itch to watch the second half of the game, but uh, we're going to do that for every primetime game, and it starts tonight. Okay, I'm going to gloss over the fact that you said you were in Hawaii because we, you know, we, we got we got that part. <laughs> you and Ope, you and Opes, you and Oprah hanging out. We uh, got it, Drew, Mister Humble Brag. Humble Brag in Hawaii. Noted. Put that in the newsletter. What a tough week. Back from Hawaii. Here, are Drew picks. Drew's picks. So you have 15. You said in week one. Um, I think in total, something like that. Yeah. Let's rattle some off for us, if you would, with explanations. What do you got? Uh, okay, sure. So um, most of my action looks like totals uh, for week one. Uh, my favorite play, and this is one we've talked about a while, and starting to see some buyback against me here, but that's understandable considering where we are. Um, but the under 50, uh, 53 was the, where I bet it. I, I bet 52.5 on Tampa Bay Dallas. Uh, prime Sunday night football that's sitting at 51. I still think that's high. I think there are a lot of angles for both uh, defenses having advantages against the uh, offense in their current states. Uh, so that one, my fair would be in the, um, you know, in the 49 range um, looking at, uh, I have an under in green Bay, Minnesota as well. Uh, this has been sort of a sneaky one that's kind of gone under the radar across most of the gambling coverage, but this has been sort of one-way action, bet down from 49 to 47. I think you have a Green Bay defense that matches up very, very well with what Minnesota wants to do offensively. That's been proven out by Green Bay's defensive performances over the years against the Rams in terms of scheme. Uh, and I think, uh, in general, Green Bay's probably inevitably shortens this game because their rushing attack, I think, is going to be extremely effective against a Minnesota rush defense that I have huge questions about. So that looks like a game that could be uh, quite a lot, uh, you know, just fewer possessions than the market is expecting, slower pace than the market is expecting. Uh, and um, and then my third under is uh, Baltimore Jets. I think the Jets might struggle to get to double digits here. Those are the, those are the ones that are still close to where they are, where they, where they are when you bet it? Those are my three unders. Okay, those are your three <laughs> unders. But you'd play yeah. you'd play them all at current prices, is what you're saying? Uh, I've, at current price, I very much like the Jets Baltimore under. Okay. At current price, the Green Bay Minnesota under is close but bettable. And at current price, I still like the Tampa Bay Dallas under. Yeah, and for anybody who's listening, it was like, hey, why don't you guys talk about stuff that's? It, 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 this is week one. <laughs> it's been there the whole summer, so you know you'll just have to. We've uh, talked about a lot of this. Yeah, too. <laughs> we've talked about this. You, you'll have to forgive us on this one. Um, okay, those are your three unders. Uh, care, yeah. to, care to share some of your sides? <laughs> are some of your sides still around where they were? Well, I'll go. Let me hit overs real quick. I got okay. overs in uh, Atlanta, New Orleans. I like over in Miami, New England. I liked over in. Uh, I played a little bit of that Philadelphia, Detroit over when that got released a little while ago. I played some Indianapolis, Houston over. I think Jacksonville, Washington over is still bettable at forty-four. Um, and then. Vegas Chargers added that yesterday. Andy talked me into that one over 52 on the uh, on the Raiders and the Chargers game. So uh, those all look like soft numbers to me. In general, I think there's you know there's potential that there's sort of a macro angle on overs as we are early in the season with the rule changes. Um, but that's uh, that's not as strong as strong an angle as we've had in years past with the you know the holding the you know the 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 subtle changes to the rules tend to matter a lot in the first four weeks and I'll never forget the year that we kind of came in like you know they they de-emphasize holding like we could see some serious uh, spikes in scoring and then you know totals over the balance of the first four weeks shifted on average from you know 44 to like 47 uh, and uh, you know th- I don't think this is as significant of a macro. Uh, potential angle but certainly to me there is potential for uh, a little bit more over 
surprising overs, particularly with some of these quarterbacks like Atlanta's, um, who doesn't, you know, not really getting a ton of respect, Marcus Mariota, but he's healthy and he has decent weapons in the passing game. So I'm not exactly sure why Atlanta's I've always, not going to be I've five. always liked Mariota. I don't understand why people just, you know, some of these names, again, we've talked about Cousins, Mariota, Fitzpatrick. People just snicker when you say their names. I'm like, why? They, they're they're quite credible, all three of them. Um, okay, and sides, what did, what did you play? Jay, right on right on brand, uh, that Atlanta, uh, yeah. five and a half, I think, is bettable. Um, my number there is four. Um, Jets, I would say, uh, excuse me, Baltimore against the Jets. I'm still looking at that seven. Um, I'm hopeful that there's some support somewhere, somehow, for the Jets, and that comes down to a flat seven, and I may get involved, but... Um, I have a Cleveland ticket that I the market went against me. This is one of the handful of ones I'm underwater on. Uh, I thought I th- I made this bet thinking, you know, well, worst case scenario, I like the Cleveland defense's matchup against Carolina's offense, and best case scenario, Deshaun Watson's suspension gets delayed and he's out there, and this is a you know six point favorite Cleveland Browns ticket. But uh, right now, I'm underwater on that one. Uh, still hopeful that the Cleveland defense can show up for me there. Um, and then, yeah, I think, uh, oh, Jacksonville. I have a ton of Jacksonville. I have a ton of Kansas City. Wouldn't bet those at the current numbers. I have Vegas at plus three and a half, and I have, I still have some Dallas in my pocket, even though I'm not feeling great about that yeah, anymore. I have some, too, and I'm not feeling great about it. So Drew basically is betting the board, everybody. Betting the entire board. I love it. I love it. It was like, you want to come on the Megapod? You're like, I'll have more bets in week two. No, that's fine. You seem to be pretty good at week one. We'll come back. More Drew Densick on the other side. Numbers Game Beast in the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. It's football season. Football! Betters know that this is where the money is made and when the money's made as well. Nobody knows football like VSEN, and now's the time to become a VSEN subscriber. Get our comprehensive college and pro guides. Only VSEN subscribers get all the tools to prep for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus. Best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Sign up early for a discounted $175. You'll receive both guides and full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or join us for $40 a month and see everything that VEASAN has to up your betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. It's Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin here as well. Uh, we get tweets at Beating the Book at Big O ATX, Big O underscore ATX. I can't decide if I'm more excited for the actual football or the Thursday afternoon routine of the Megapod. Let's go. Thank you. I appreciate it. A lot of people uh, pump for the Megapod. You know what season this is for the Megapod, Kelly? Any idea? Any guesses? I'm going to guess seven. Twelve. Whoa! This is the twelfth season of the Megapod. Do you know what season this is for guessing lines? Seven. Thirteenth. <laughs> this will be the thirteenth season of guessing lines. Jeez. Bruh, I was podcasting bef- like before podcasting. Anybody knew about podcasting? I mean, is what I'm trying Guessing to say. Guessing lines returning on Monday. Yeah, we're gonna. Have, <laughs> we're planning on the, the the voiceover at the beginning. Yeah. There are lines. We guess them. We're we're working on it. This is workshop. Uh, let's see. Uh, Podiatron on Twitter. Watching that uh, Sinner Alcaraz match reminded me of the epic Wishnev Alexander battles without the Achilles rupture. Yes. Pre-Achilles rupture. Oh, epic. Todd doesn't remember it that way. Uh, Tom Hutchins. This is, uh, he says, okay, I didn't have a notepad handy for your teaser teams, but what were they again? Rams, Niners, Colts, Vikings, Ravens. Did I miss any? Rams, Niners, Colts, Vikings, Ravens. Uh, yes. Now I'm, I'm, I'm off guard here on this, but you missed one of them. Browns. 
Browns was in there as well. I believe that's the whole bunch of them. Uh, but thank you for asking on those. Um, okay, this is also from, let's see, do to do Sam Wesley. In a, I'm in a survivor pool where you can pick any team any amount of times throughout the year. Wait, what? What? I'm in a survival pool, a survivor pool where you can pick any amount of teams or any any team any amount of times throughout the year. Just need to win. Who would you pick in my situation this week? We'll delete shortly so others don't see. <laughs> so you just got to pick a winner each how week? Is, how is that survivor? You can just pick a team every week? Oh, that's fascinating. Any team. Yeah, that doesn't really sound that much fun. Doesn't sound that much fun, but because there's no strategy involved. There's it. not. But how but, many how many people then just pick the biggest favorite on the board each week? However, right? it's a worthwhile question to to bring up because it does show you that even in the most simple rule, you know, the simplest rule, uh, regular, you know, rule governed contest, even that isn't that easy, right? Yeah, you, you can pick any team any week just to win. That's all you have to do. It's not even Survivor. It's hey, just have a team win. Um, what's your answer? I guess the Colts or the Ravens. I, no, Colts, I guess. For this week, I'd go Colts. Yeah, I'd probably yeah. go Colts. But again, like, is it, oh, it's clearly this. No, it's the NFL. Ladies and gentlemen, Drew Dinsick joins us once again from the Deep Dive and Bet the Edge podcast. Drew, you know what I never ask you? Because I'm going to ask every guest this, no matter what sport they're on this, this on today's show. But we're, we're all doing betting stuff. We never ask the question that our that our you know our brother or our friend who's casually into sports or is a sports fan but doesn't bet ask us, which is, hey, who's going to be in the Super Bowl this year, Drew? <laughs> Drew, who's going to be in the Super Bowl this year? We need to get everybody on record today. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> I love it. Drew's like completely through. He's like, okay, sure. If you want to ask me that curveball, <laughs> I'm going to go. Well, I, I, it's this is a tough question because. If you go on record with only one pick, I'd like it to be informed a bit more by prices that are available currently. Me too. Um, even though I don't necessarily think this is the most likely outcome. Okay. Um, but my my favorite pick for the Super Bowl at, at price is Cincinnati, and it's not close. Cincinnati uh, at I, the price. Okay. At the price. Yeah. So I'll take Cincinnati in the AFC. I'll take Cincinnati to win it all, actually, because I, I realistically I think they are closer to the they are. Because the way the, I get the fabric of the NFL right now to me looks like two elite teams in Buffalo and Kansas City, and then a kind of a cluster of great, and then a huge gap, and then a you know everybody else is a maybe beyond, or, or you know or no no chance, and I think Cincinnati has very realistic possibility to be the third you know top of the great uh, kind of borderline elite with the way that they are rostered offensively. Um, and so I think they should be closer to like a, you know, the 10 to one range as opposed to you can, you know, I, I think I got involved in like the 20 to one range. So, uh, I'll take Cincinnati to win this year. Um, and I will have them defeating, uh, the LA Rams. I think the Rams are the class of the NFC still that's path dependent, of course. Um, because I think if they run into the likes of the Packers in the playoffs, that's a problem. Um, but, uh, they have had a knack for keeping their guys on the field. Uh, you know, the training staff has proven that it's not about 
someone will get injured, our, you know, we can keep our most important guys healthy. And, um, you know, they, they utilize future draft capital to get good players to, uh, and they're obviously all in on another Super Bowl run this year, the way that they've handled the Stafford injury. So uh, I'll take Bengals over the Rams, which I know is not especially sexy no. since that was last year's Super Bowl. But I, I think it's pretty um, sexy. That's Nobody expected that last year. What, what, I, what I love about your answer is that, Literally through the screen, I'm, or your bubble cloud of your thoughts, I'm hearing Gil. That's the stupidest question you've ever asked me because it's the it's the most it's the most basic question that any sports fan asks. And because we're so close to the sun on betting, like you couldn't possibly bring yourself out of best price. I love that about that answer, right? Because I can't either. I'm like, well, what? You're just asking me for teams, not based on the bang for the buck I'm getting. Like, it's so foreign to us. So Rams and Bengals for the reasons that uh, Drew stated. We have a few minutes here, Drew. Uh, listen, I'd really like to sure. talk tennis. I know you, you've been saying, hey, Gil, we should talk football. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a twist of my arm. Um, okay, today, ladies semis. Garcia against Anshabur. Uh, the first one, I have Garcia. Did you make a play on this? Yes, I have. And, I, I, and just in totality, um, we... In our preview, we're talking, and in general, the U.S. Open is sort of an opportunity for players to break out at the U.S. Open, right? Because, you know, we're at the end of a grind of a season and, uh, you know, the the, the um, players who have been doing well for so much of the balance of the calendar are just exhausted. And so you have surprises like the Emiratikanus last year. That's common here. Um, and now, yeah, here we sit and our potential breakouts are Czech's notes, Iga Sviantek and Carlos Alcaraz. <laughs> uh, so it's, that, that is... Yeah. <laughs> that is yeah. that is funny to me, um, and also like as chaotic as it has felt, the fact that this is our final four is absolutely awesome. Like these two matches are going to be epic. Uh, Garcia Jabor is a completely perfect clash of styles. Uh, Garcia is a player who um, you know has gone through a long, long career of hasn't made the leap, and then all of a sudden this summer something clicked. Incredible, uh, and, Incredible. and she is yeah, she's playing. I, I mean, I grade her currently better than uh, than Iga, um, but that's it's not that's not. I don't even know if that's controversial actually the way the market is pricing these two women, but um, you know, but so I I don't. I wouldn't stop anyone from playing Garcia today against Jabor, but I will tell you that Jabor's game and style is not a great matchup uh, for Garcia. I think um, against similar skilled player of Jabor on hard court, I would have made Garcia like minus 180, minus 200. Um, but because Jabor has craft in her game, because she's not trying to play pure power against Garcia, who absolutely eats that alive, um, this is going to at least be more of a chess match than we've seen from current Garcia matches. I like Garcia 2-1. Uh, you can probably still find that in a really, really decent price. Uh, I'm seeing a couple of spots up with that in the 3-1 to one range. Uh, I like over two and a half sets there at plus 130, and I like in gen the uh, just in general the games over is probably the um, you know the the least exciting of those bets. Over 22 is in the minus 108 range. All right, so over on games in the Garcia Jabor match, and then over yeah. two and a half sets as well. Uh, yeah. Anything on Iga and Sabalenka tonight? I think Iga's in trouble. <sighs> This is not uh, the ideal matchup for her, considering what's going on with her forehand right now. Um, I thought Iga was, you know, you can look at her performance against Pagula and see her coming through in straight sets and, and 
try to take something positive away from that. But there were points and there were moments in that match where she had absolutely no control over her distance on her forehand, which is still sort of her, you know, kind of the one thing that seems like a ghost in the closet for her for whatever reason. And she hates um, and she hates the tennis balls, the size of the balls, right? She hates the tennis balls. Yeah. She's making do. Like she's getting yeah. she's working around it, it seems like. Um, but Sabalenka Sabalenka fits this archetype, which we see, and we haven't seen it in a while, but she fits an archetype of a player who has been a hot pick for a lot of slams over a handful of years and just mm-hmm. never broken through. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden she's at a slam and she's facing certain death against Kanepi. Like that match was over. I think it came off the board live. Uh, it was so, so sincerely over uh, and fighting back from certain death tends to give you a little bit of an invincibility. So I think Sabalink is the play on the money line. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I don't know how to spin Iga, and I'll ask Brad Gilbert about this later. It's, it's like, did she overcome a player that was built to beat her like Niemeyer and then beat a top 10 player on the world with her D game yesterday? Or is she just having all kinds of problems? It's going to be awesome. And uh, just nod. Carlitos versus Rude in the final? Just nod. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, if okay. No one's beating Car- Carlitos okay. at this point, I don't think. Last night was the final. Thank you, Drew. UFC next. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. A numbers game on v the sports betting network. Football fans can turn a loss into a win with the King of Sportsbooks. Just place a single first touchdown score prop bet on every Thursday night pro football game. And if your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. This offer is available all season long. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM. Just log into your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Then wager on any player to score the first touchdown in any pro football game. And if your bet misses, you'll get up to $25 back in free bets. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager new and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Skill Alexander, Kelly Bidlin. Ladies and gentlemen, let's talk some uh, UFC. UFC 279 this weekend. I uh, haven't had this gentleman on the show in quite some time. Jordan Sherwood, co-host of the unnamed MMA podcast. Of course, you can follow him on Twitter at Wood on ESPN 1000. Jordan, how you doing, man? Good to see you. Good to see you, Gil. Yeah, start the NFL tonight and a big UFC card this weekend. So doing great. All right, so I'm asking everybody today, who are, who are your two teams in the Super Bowl, Jordan? Who you got? 
Two teams in the Super Bowl will be Arizona and the Bills. Wait a minute. Whoa! Wait a minute. Whoa! Arizona? <laughs> where where'd that come from? Taking really? a, it a little fly. Look, they were what? 6-0, and 7-0 and to start off last year, then got hurt and kind of, you know, fell on their face a little bit. They've learned. Uh, and, may, and maybe it's selfish because I've got a, a futures bet on Arizona as well as Kyler Murray's on my fantasy team. So put two and two together. They're going to the Super Bowl. All right. That's Man, that simple. Cap- I was Captain Cardinal last year. You know that, Gil. Captain but, uh, Cardinal. Captain Cardinal, but uh, I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> and a day after, Pritch, Pritch was like, they're, this guy, they're going nowhere with Kyler Murray. Yeah. Interesting. A lot of Cardinals talking. Jordan didn't even blink. He's like, Cardinals. Cardinals, Bills. Um, all right. So UFC 279, the, uh, the main event, Nate Diaz and uh, Hazmat uh, Shemaev. We'll get to that momentarily because I'm curious how you're going to bet that. Obviously, on the money line, ain't exactly uh, too bettable with... Uh, with Shemaev being a minus twelve hundred favorite, but let's talk about the uh, the early prelims and the prelims. Anything on those two cards? Yeah, on the early prelims, we got a heavyweight fight between Chris Barnett and Jake Collier. Uh, I'm looking at the round total. I think we're talking about lower tier heavyweights in this fight. Uh, nothing flashy going to happen, I believe. So I'm going to lean towards the over that we do not get a finish. Jake Collier just kind of. Keeps the fight uh, at, at a distance, you know, peppers with jabs. Neither guy really going to look for uh, a takedown. Should have a kickboxing match, and I think that does overall favor Jake Collier. So uh, he wins the fight, but because there's not a lot of value on him to win straight up, uh, I like the, the round total at over two and a half as a play that I have on the prelims. Okay, so that's the only one on, on the prelims? Only one really standing out to me. Yeah, every, every all of my other plays are... On the main portion of the card, okay. Uh, I do, and I do like a lot of underdogs at least initially here on a, on a Thursday as we as we get set for a Saturday fight card. All right, let's go light heavyweight first of all. Johnny Walker and uh, Ian Kudalaba, you have a play on the total here. Yeah, I do. I have it on the under. I look. Johnny Walker's a guy that's uh, I think uh, now one in five in his last six fights. He should be zero in six. He actually almost got finished in that one victory before he got the win in the first round. He's an extremely flashy striker, uh, a guy that's got a lot of versatility in his game. But Ian Kutelaba is also a guy that comes, starts out fast, very good boxing, very good wrestling. I think Kutelaba is going to look to get uh, Johnny Walker out of there rather quickly, look for a takedown. If he lands one thing, I think Johnny Walker's lights do go out. His chin has been questioned a lot over his last couple of fights, and we've seen it result in some devastating knockouts. However, Johnny Walker does have that element of surprise, and with that versatility, that length, that athleticism, that maybe could catch Kude Laba. But I think we're getting a quick finish here to open up the main card. Uh, so under one and a half is my recommendation in that fight. Plus, I'm going to put Kude Laba in, in, in a potential parlay with a couple other fighters that I'm backing, uh, just to add a little bit more value on him to win the fight. Oh, okay, we'll get to we'll circle back to that momentarily. Um, sure. The uh, the women's bantamweight. Bout is uh, it's not exactly Amanda Nunes. Let's be uh, clear here, but it is a uh, it's two top ten ranked fighters anyway, and you are going dog here. Yeah, I like Macy Chasson in this fight. I, I think that she's got an opportunity, uh, you know, to dirty up the fight, work the fight in the clinch, maybe get a takedown against Irene Aldana, who has looked impressive. And I've been on Aldana a lot uh, over her career. She's got outstanding boxing. She cashed as a major underdog against Ketlin Vieira a couple of fights ago. But I think that Macy Chasson's going to be able to work her way inside the clinch. And once she does, 
I think she has the advantage everywhere. I think that she has the advantage from a size and physical standpoint. I think she has the advantage and the ability to get this fight to the ground and, and land some ground and pound. And her coming out right now as an underdog, I like it. I think there's a lot of you know, uh, uh, popularity on Irene Aldana because she's been featured more in main events, more in high-profile fights. Not a lot of people know about what Macy Chasson is going to be able to do, but I, I think stylistically, and a lot of times, Gil, I've told you before, I look at styles make fights, styles make winners, and I think this stylistically favors Macy Chasson, which is why I like her as the underdog in this fight. Styles make fights. I know that term. Okay, uh, let's skip ahead to the co-main here for a second. I know you don't necessarily have a play on this, but Tony Ferguson hasn't hasn't won in three years. But he has lost to pretty big names, right? Gaethje, uh, Oliveira, Chandler among those. Um, he's a plus 240 dog to Li Jinglang. Any, any thought that he could pull off this upset at all? He's 38 I, I, years look, old. I, yeah, I do. I, I do. Look, we don't know what, what Tony Ferguson's going to look like at welterweight. Obviously, he had that un- unbelievable run at lightweight where he won 12 fights in a row. And then those four fights you mentioned, four-fight losing streak, you know, Gaethje, Chandler, Benil Dariush, uh, uh, John Zovera, the current champion. I mean, th- those are not cupcakes. Those are the cream of the crop when it comes to the lightweight division. And he was winning the fight against Michael Chandler uh, until he got front kicked in the face. Anybody gets front kicked in the face, y- your lights are likely going out like they did with Tony Ferguson. And with Lee Jiang Liang, uh, the leech, look, he has struggled with guys that pressure him, that have good cardio, and can get the fight to the ground. So it's just a question if he, Tony Ferguson, at welterweight can get a much bigger fighter to the ground. I'm going to side with a guy that, yes, I still believe has some gas left in the tank, went on a 12-fight winning streak, was winning a fight his last time out, and is not completely gone as of yet. I like Tony Ferguson's small play here on him to win the fight. I'm going to wait till he, we see him on the scale, what he looks like, cutting just to welterweight, not obviously that dramatic cut to, to lightweight. But I think, again, stylistically, the pressure – cardio, and the ability to get the fight to the ground, uh, I think Tony Ferguson is certainly worth a look. A little sprinkle is what you're talking about. This, uh, this exactly. segment's been a uh, tribute to my buddy VR. It's a little sprinkle. Styles make fights. I like it. All right. Yeah, yeah. Main event. Um, okay, so this is a little different from, from recent uh, UFC events because we've had, a, we've had not only one title bout, but we've had sort of multiple title bouts on previous cards. We have none here. Um, but we do have Nate Diaz uh, going up against uh, Hazmat Shimaev And Diaz is a massive dog. This is the final fight in his contract. Uh, Jordan, not exactly a fan of Dana White. Diaz, by the way, this should be pointed out as well. Uh, he's like, I don't want to have this fight. I never asked for this fight. But you know what? If they're putting me in the ring, I'm going to be myself, and we'll see what happens. I could, I always make things happen. Um, but look, this is, this is uh, you know, Shemayev is the up-and-comer. That's why the line is what it is. Minus 1,200 on Shemayev. You're playing the total, though, out of sort of, uh, it, and it sounds like it's sort of a nod and a respect towards Diaz, the way you're playing this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's a little bit risky. Obviously, I, I get that because Shemaev is a beast, and he goes out there and he finishes guys very quickly uh, outside of you know his last fight against Gilbert Burns where he did go a full, a full three rounds. But here's what I'll say about Nate Diaz. Um, he, he's only been stopped twice in his career. Once uh, was because of a doctor stoppage. So we'll have to run the risk of him, you know, the lacerations coming into play. Does he get taken out because uh, of a doctor ruling that he can't continue the fight? Or a head kick against Josh Thompson. That was in 2012. So I, I think Nate Diaz, obviously, from a cardio standpoint, uh, can go a full five rounds, no problem. The fight's going to go to the ground at some point. Uh, I expect Nate Diaz to get ragdolled like he did several times. The Rory McDonald fight comes to mind. But he can't survive throwing up submissions. 
and what happens when Shemaev is asked to go into the fourth or fifth round. So I think that's certainly worth a look. Plus the fact, too, I'll play the numbers. Nate Diaz has had, at, at one point in his career, four other times where he's lost two fights in a row. The next fight in all four of those times, he won. So I'm playing the numbers. I'm playing the fact that we're not going to get into a risk where uh, there's going to be a quick stoppage or the doctor's going to come in and stop the fight. The Nate Diaz is going to be able to survive and go a full five or go a full three like he's done before and, and survive. I think it's a domination by Shemaev, but I think Nate Diaz is tough enough uh, to last those full 25 minutes. So that's why I like the over uh, at four and a half. All right, Jordan, in the 10 seconds, what was your parlay real quick? So, yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to obviously uh, couple in uh, Jake Collier, Ian Kutelaba, and Melissa Martinez, another fighter earlier on in the card. Those three uh, will, will be part of my parlay come Saturday night. All right. Jordan Sherwood, everybody, uh, UFC 279, went with the Cardinals in the Super Bowl, even though he's fully clad in Bears yeah. outfit. <laughs> Notice he didn't go with the Bears. Thank you, Jordan. Appreciate it, man. Good to see you. All right, Gil. Thanks. Thank you. Our pro tip of the hour, by the way, here at VEASAN. Look for overs in the first couple weeks of the season. The NFL is expected to call illegal contact fouls more this season. Something to monitor anyway to see if the markets sort of keep up with any possible shift in the way they're calling that. That's our pro tip for the hour. We do one every hour on VEASAN across every show, so that means at least 20 a day. They're available for VEASAN pro subscribers only, though, at VEASAN.com, where you can sort them by sport and by show. Bill Krakenberger next. He wants to talk about NFL props on the other side right here at VEASAN. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 